Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tinky is a podcast where two pals just won't shut the F up about being child-free and anti-natalist. I'm Erica, and I'm child-free, and I'm feeling as snug as a bug in a rug in this cold weather. And I'm Kristen, I'm an antinatalist, and I'm feeling sassy for this episode. Ooh, okay. I'm ready for you to bring that energy. I'm ready. I have a white Russian in my hand, ready to go. (laughs) Is a white Russian kind of like a holiday drink? I don't know why it sort of feels that way to me. Well, funny you should say that because I purposely went out tonight and I got like oat milk creamer that was like winter themed and I bought like pumpkin tea and shit. So I was like to my husband, who's my bartender, I said, make me a white Russian with some holiday flair. So anyway, it's got hazelnut. It's like a hazelnut creamer. So ooh, feeling toasty, ready to go. Love it. Well, the holidays are right around the corner, which means we should all be bracing ourselves for the inevitable bombardment of toxic conversations from family members asking all of those invasive, rude, and sexist things that people say to those who choose to live child-free. But before we get into that, Kristen, I know you recently made a big decision and changed your last name. How is that going? Oh, the look on your face. (laughs) You already know how it's going, which is why you asked and you want me to share with the public. But I'm sure a lot of you listening have changed your name due to marriage. But let me just let people know who have never changed their name. It is a goddamn nightmare to change your name. And I rant about this all the time to everyone I know, because as an older woman who got married later in life, I have so many bank accounts, mortgages, shit like frequent flyer miles on all these different airlines. Like literally every fucking thing that you have an account for where it requires a name change, most of them for security reasons won't let you do it yourself. So you have to call and they all require proof. So they all require proof of name change. Like you have to upload documents, send them in. A lot of them are still USPS. Like I have to literally print something out like United. I fucking called United and they were like, oh yeah, you have to mail us like a copy of your marriage certificate, proof of your driver's license change. Like there's like lengthy documents. And that's for like United Frequent Flyer Miles. Like I cannot tell you how frustrating and I think it's sexist because men don't have to fucking go through this process. And you know what? Who's probably prioritizing fixes for these hurdles are fucking dudes like 
white men who are sitting around and going, well, you know, only a small subset of our customers change their names every year and they're all fucking women. So we're not going to prioritize making this process any easier for those folks. So anyway, I am fucking furious. It is taking me months to change things. My TSA pre-check I try to fly with, even though I sent everything in six months ago, they ignored my email after I included everything. And the day before I was flying for the first time since then, I was like, wait, my TSA pre-check's not attached, even though I submitted everything six months ago. So I had to call them and I was like, what the fuck happened? And they were like, oh, I don't know. We'll escalate, but it's going to take like a few days. So anyway, that's just like one snippet of my life. (laughs) Sorry, I'm going on a rant right now. I really am. But like, I just want to emphasize if you're going to change your name, it's going to fucking suck. And I'm like a project manager innately, and I'm still furious by how difficult it has been to change my name on every one of my accounts. I got to say, listening to this process for you has only affirmed because we intended me and my husband both intended to change our names to take each other's last names but then probably like a month afterwards I was like I don't want to do all this paperwork and I know that if I do all this paperwork then I'm gonna have to project manage my husband doing this paperwork and that's gonna be a nightmare we haven't really talked about it recently but (laughs) I think we're now just like saying that it's just gonna be like a symbolic last name our joint last name is just symbolic and then we'll just keep our last names the same because I'm just like I don't have the energy in 2022 I just I don't have the energy Yeah, it's actually interesting because for me, the biggest impetus for changing it was that my last name, my maiden last name is complicated. I'm so sick of repeating it and people getting it wrong on the phone. And so I'm effing sick of it. And my husband's last name is super easy. So I was like dying to change my last name to something very simple. So that's why I did it. But I think that the only other reason that it would really make sense to change your last name is if you have kids, because it's easier for kids and like picking up from school and like, you know, whatever, sharing the same name for a lot of reasons. But as child free, it's probably less important. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I don't think of you having a particularly complicated last name, but I guess I see it now. I mean, you know what my last name is. We don't need to get into this. I know. I'm surprised your name isn't more of a pain in the ass. It's weird. I didn't expect to feel this way. But like, especially once we got closer to our wedding, I started feeling like, oh, I always like my whole life dreamt of getting rid of my last name because it's so long and complicated. But now I feel like it's like the one thing that ties me to like my Egyptian roots. And so I'm like... I feel now like I have to like embrace it. I don't know. It's confusing. I totally understand that. Like seeing your name on a resume and stuff too. Like I bet you it's like helps in some circumstances to like have that last name. I mean, not for most of my career, but maybe now who's to say. Then again, I don't really know actually. Like nowadays, I feel like it has like some of an edge in the Pacific Northwest. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, for a long time, I actually just had my first and middle name on my resume because I felt like it was a hindrance, which that's a whole nother conversation. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, totally. Anyway, what a time to be alive, which in the midst of a headache feels like it's a good time to transition to talking about dinking yourself. Oh, I've heard of it. A dink is a dual income, no kid household. So naturally, we're making bad choices with our disposable income. In this weekly segment, we chat through the frivolous and ridiculous purchases or hobbies that we couldn't afford if we had kids. Kristen, I'm going to go first because I know in our last episode. Oh, I know. I've been waiting for the follow up. Yes, go. 
so I feel like because of that conversation, I started making tons of purchases, tons of purchases with reckless abandon, but none of them really significant in a way that I'd be like, oh, this is what I bought. That's my girl. They're mostly all clothes. The one thing that I will call out is, and this is appropriate timing because I just went to a Lizzo concert, but I've been really wanting to try Yiddy. Are you familiar with Yiddy? Is that like a Kanye dance? No. <laughs> we don't talk about Kanye on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so Lizzo launched like a shapewear, activewear clothing line with Fabletics called Yiddy. And it all looks really great. But like I've been putting off buying any of it because through like the Fabletics site, you have to like sign up for like a membership it's like almost like audible where like to get something then you have to enroll in this and you can cancel at any time but then they're going to charge you monthly until you cancel you know so I was putting it off for a long time for that reason but I finally was like you know what I want to try Yiddy so I went ahead and I ordered it I gotta say I don't love it I love Lisa to death and I'm conflicted. There are some other products from the line that I want to try, but I just think shapewear is such fucking bullshit. Do you have any feelings about shapewear? I mean, you're a small person, so... I'm a pear shape. I know everyone's very curious about my shape. (laughs) I'm a pear shape. You're a very small pair, if a pair at all. All right. Well, I got big thighs. I got childbearing hips. Somebody in college (laughs) yelled out the window that I need to get on a treadmill. It scarred me for life. So I have a bigger lower bottom. So anyway, I've been dying to try Kim Kardashian's shapewear because I see that all the time on TikTok. And I'm like, ooh, that looks good. But otherwise, I just have like typical Spanx and crap like that. Actually, you know, Yiddy and Skims are probably pretty similar in that they were like founded on shapewear, but now they've expanded to other things. So I think I just need to try the other things. And maybe I just fucking hate shapewear and think it's bullshit. I mean, like, I feel like shapewear is like if you're going to an event or you're single and you're trying to like be sexy all the time. Like it's for people who work from home and are sweatpants. Like how often do you need shapewear? I mean, some of it, like one of them was a bodysuit that I will wear under jeans that like could be worn as like a top. And that's cute. I'll take it. It just takes so long to get into it. Oh, so hard to put on that stuff. And then the other stuff I thought I could wear as like sports bras because they didn't look like they were too constricting. And we don't need to talk about it too much. But that is my regretful dink myself. (laughs) I need to make better dink choices is what I'm trying to get at. No, but that's the point of dinking. It's not supposed to be. You don't think. You just go, well, fuck it. YOLO. I have no fucking kids to feed. I'm going to buy this fucking shapewear subscription service I don't need. That's what dinking yourself is all about. Embrace it. Okay. Okay. I embrace it. I have not canceled my subscription yet. I want to order a couple other Yiddy things. I will keep you all abreast my decisions if they change. What's your dink yourself? Ah, my dink myself is exactly what we talked about last time, which is we're going to do the thing we don't do, which is I'm going to talk about how I didn't spend that much money, which I actually did not. I used time to my advantage this dink yourself session. I had mentioned in the previous episode I was going to the East Coast. I was there for 10 effing days. 
10 effing days on the East Coast. And I feel like I'm a globetrotter from one city to another city and another place and another train and another plane. And, you know, it was just wild. And I will just say, like, yeah, I, I couldn't have done that if I had kids very easily. Like, I was very, like, fluid in getting from one place to another. You kind of, like, go with the flow. Like, I'll go here. I'll go there. I'll see that friend. I'll do this, you know. And I was very, very, very busy. And there's just no way. Like, if I had, like, a little baby attached to my hip, I would not have done it. And it was actually a very productive trip because I was going for dual citizenship purposes and documentation gathering. And I just, there's just no freaking way I could have done that. But it was nice. I, I'm glad I went. It actually, like, reinvigorated my interest in traveling more because I haven't been doing it for, like, budgetary reasons. But, you know, I messaged you, Erica, about taking a trip to Disneyland, planning that out. So, anyway, it was really, really good. And it was more about time this week. I will say, not to put you on blast, I'm a little bit proud of you because I was texting you about getting this should be my fucking dink myself that I tried to dink myself with buying Taylor Swift tickets. And you were like, I don't I don't want to spend the money right now. And then literally, literally the next day texting me about an even more expensive trip. I know. I knew you were going to say this, but I have points on my credit card. I can use that for travel because all my credit cards are travel. So I have like hotel points, like everything. But Taylor, I'm a Swifty. I love her. I love her. And I do want to go. It was hard to justify because you said it was like a couple hundred or something. I think that they start at $49, but they go up to like 900 for the most expensive package. They haven't gone on sale yet. I'm still going to drive for us. Okay. And I feel like next tour, I will go all out. I will double dink myself. I will triple dink myself. I will be wearing triple Ds from here on out. Pear shape no longer. I'm Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So, in light of the fact that we're talking about having difficult conversations with family and friends this week, I wanted to bring up this wild Reddit post that I found that I thought we could discuss. It's going to be a great transition to our conversation later, but this post lives on the Am I the Asshole subreddit, which is a favorite of mine. I think it's a favorite of everybody's. I'm going to go ahead and read this to you. Let's go. So this person says, I, a female that's 25, got married to my husband, a male that's 25, in August. We kept it small and simple and didn't want too many guests due to budget, so we only invited close family members and friends. This, I'm sure, is already, Kristen, sounding, you know, very in line with where we've both been in the past two years of our lives. My older sister, Dawn, that's in quotes, I'm guessing that that's not a real name, but uh, appropriate for what's coming. Dawn is a female, age 38, has 10 children, ranging from 17 to one years old. <laughs> Let that sink in. My parents and the rest of my family aren't religious, but Dawn and her husband are very hardcore Christians and believe that having lots of children is God's will. I love that. I love God's will. Obviously, inviting all of my nieces and nephews would be quite a cost. 
my wedding isn't child-free, but my husband and I decided that it would be fairest if we only invited Don's three eldest kids. Oh, this is tricky. Oh, I hate this. Keep going. (laughs) I talked to Don about it and explained our reasoning, but she was really offended and said that I'm picking favorites. I told her I'm sorry, but 10 kids is a big cost on our wedding budget and that we tried to be as fair as possible. Don accused me of being a bridezilla and thinking I'm too good for her and her family. I told Don if she doesn't like it, she doesn't have to come, but that she's my sister and I really want her at the wedding. Don, her husband, and three eldest did come to the wedding, but with other family members bringing small children, everyone was asking her about why not all of the children were there. After the wedding, Don has been very off around me lately. She told me that she understands how I feel about her babies and said I'm a bad sister and a terrible aunt and has accused me of not respecting her religion and lifestyle. Kristen, I want to know what your initial thoughts are. I would also love for you to talk about if you allowed kids at your wedding and how you would react if someone said this to you. Okay, I'm processing in real time. I did not allow (laughs) kids at my wedding. I did not. I did not either, with the exception of my two nieces. Oh, but you had exceptions. Well, my nieces, they were in the wedding. Yeah, an exception. I feel no shame about that. Like, that's a tricky situation, right? So for me, like, my initial response to this is, like, she should have made no kids. She should have had that role and just said, like, oops, like, yeah, I would have been, like, no kids. And then she wouldn't have to fucking pick. Like, picking three kids, like, that sucks. Listen, at the end of the day, it's her wedding. It's her wedding. She gets to decide whatever the hell she wants. Her sister should fucking respect that and understand that 10 kids is a lot. And if her sister wanted all of her kids to come, she could say, well, let me contribute the fee or whatever. She could have, you know negotiated a little bit there. But I think that the in terms of politicking, it would have been simpler just to be like, shit, we have to cut off all kids and just made it, you know, blanket scenario. I think that's fair. I don't disagree with you. I think generally speaking, and I think you would agree with me that people should shut the fuck up and let people choose whatever they want for their weddings and let that be that. That said, I did not name the ages of the children. The three oldest are 17, 16 and 14. Everything after that is like 10, 9, 7, 5. It seems like there's three-year-old twins and a one-year-old. And I do feel like it makes sense to only include the top three because they're really the only ones who are going to like remember it and be able to like enjoy it. So I understood that. They're like adults. Yeah, almost. Yeah. But just like the idea of calling... someone a bridezilla for like putting financial boundaries in place oh absolutely not like i'm surprised this didn't like make or break their relationship to be quite honest like if somebody told me i was a bridezilla slice you're dead to me it does seem like it did like break their relationship a little bit in that she said that she like thinks she's a bad sister and a terrible aunt god i just hate people and weddings just shut the fuck up and let people make a choice. I know. Shut the fuck up. This is why every fucking person should elope. I swear to God. I'm like, this is my new pedestal that I've been on preaching to everyone who doesn't ask. I'm like, every time somebody's engaged, I'm like, elope. Yep. What are you doing? Elope. Don't have a fucking big wedding. Don't do it. The thing that's like craziest to me, especially, is like, we basically let our nieces come because we knew that they were going to be our flower girls. And obviously, like, 
we didn't want to create complications for our direct siblings. There was only like one other family that we really were like, oh man, because of their condition, like this is going to be a huge strain and maybe they won't be able to come. And I love these people because not only did they adapt to our request, the mom actually was like, oh, I'm actually super pumped because I would love to have like a night to just like party and have fun. And like, I don't understand why more parents don't just see it like that. Like just gonna, if you can, I know that not everyone can, but like just get a babysitter, go enjoy your life, have a blast. I feel like once you have a kid, your anxiety is unbearable. Your anxiety about your kids and, like, who's watching your kids and, like, are they alive and safe? Like, depending on the age, right? But, like, I do think, like, the initial letting go must be very difficult. It was even difficult for me when I got a dog. Like, trusting someone with my dog is still very scary. So I can't even imagine with a kid. But I do wish more parents were just, like, chill about living their lives. (laughs) I mean, I can't even imagine. I was just trying to do the math of like what a babysitter for seven children would cost. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. No. Yeah. Well, that's (laughs) that's why people with so many freaking kids. I mean, that's why a lot of families with lots of kids, you'll hear often that of the people who like because it's usually a religious space of the people who like make it out of the religion. They don't want kids because they were forced to be parents themselves a lot of times. The older kids. Right. They have to like watch their younger siblings. Oh, man, what a nightmare. It's just like an assembly line of children. Such a piece of garbage. (laughs) Now that we got that out of our systems, it seems like a good time now that we've done a little... I'll consider that our warm-up to our next segment. Ah, the holidays. Time to roast a turkey, trim a tree, and ward off family members pestering you for grandchildren. In light of the holidays around the corner, are you already getting anxiety, Kristen? Yeah, I am. (laughs) Well, we thought it would be an appropriate time to prepare everyone by chatting through some of the most common toxic things that child-free folks hear and address them from the perspective of what we would like to say versus what you should actually say. So how this will work is we have a list of phrases that you are likely to hear this holiday season. We're going to say those out. We're going to bestow the responsibility of saying what you would like to say, that inner monologue. She's going to let that loose, and then I'll swoop in with what you should actually say. I mean, frankly, you could say either of these things. Tell your family to fuck off this holiday season. That's fine with me. But if you don't want to burn bridges, we'll offer you some some alternatives. (laughs) I'm tempted to already just be like, fuck you to every single, like, toxic thing somebody says to me in this in this activity i just want to be like yeah well fuck you you i'll accept that you can just say fuck you for every single one i'll i'll take that as a response okay sounds good all right let's go this holiday season someone might say but you'd make such a good parent and in that you might want to say She's either giving this a lot of thought or she's building her rage. Okay. I've had people say this to me, so I'm familiar with how it is. The nice person in me says, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know I would, but that doesn't mean I want to be a parent. I think that's the most reasonable response. I'll leave it at that. The whole point of this is for you to let loose. To lash out? 
Yeah, you're supposed to be our our voice of non-reason. Okay, okay, okay. But you'd make such a good parent. Yeah, unlike you, you piece of shit. That's great. That's perfect. But what you should probably say is, that's nice to hear. I'm not skipping out on kids because I think I would be a parent or I don't think I'm capable. Ultimately, I know my boundaries and what's best for me, and I genuinely don't want to raise children. I wouldn't be a good parent unless it was something I genuinely wanted to do, but thank you for the compliment. Does that seem fair? I got chills. Really nice. I think that's a good a good thing to say. Okay, let's go to our next one. It must be nice to have so much free time. What would you want to say if someone said that to you? Do you know what it's like to raise an anxious dog? <laughs> two? What about two anxious dogs? I don't have free time. That's great. Uh, but what you should actually say is, yeah, it is. My choice has afforded me the opportunity to devote my times to things that bring my life meaning, much like parenting does for you. Okay, now what if someone says to you, but don't you want to pass on your names slash genes slash etc.? What might you want to say? My response would be, actually, that's exactly why I'm not having children. It's do not pass on my jeans, okay? Have you tried on my jeans? Do you know how bad they are? No, thanks. It ends here, baby. I think that's actually a pretty fair way to respond. What I have for what you should say is nope. (laughs) It's important to remember that there are a lot of people who can't have kids biologically, and your words could be very hurtful to someone in that situation. Keep that in mind. The fucking genes, fucking name, fucking family thing. The thing that I think about, and maybe this is a harsh response. This is what I want from you, is a harsh response. Okay, for this one, I just always think about, like, carrying on your bloodline, right? Like, but, like, your ancestors have, like, for generations, you're so lucky to be alive and, like, think of the odds and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bitch, do you know your great-grandfather's names? Right? Do you know anything fucking about them? Do you know your great-great-grandparents' names? No. Okay. I do know my great-grandparents, but not my great-great-grandparents. Yeah, no one's gonna fucking remember you. I mean, come on. Get over yourself, all right? We're all going to die. It's all meaningless. Nobody's going to remember you unless you do something good or bad in the history books. Even then, who cares? You're dead. Nobody cares. It just seems like a truly, like, almost white supremacist thing to say to someone about, like, don't you want to pass on your genes? Fuck, no, I don't. Why do I care about passing on my genes? Like, am I that fucking special? No. No, you're not, Erica. I'm here to tell you. (laughs) You're not. You know what? I'm going to have kids to spite you. (laughs) And then I'm going to have kids so that my kid bullies your fucking kid and then (laughs) continues the cycle. Oh, my God. Uh, Some of these were just, like, so painful to write, like, a real response to, you know? This next one you're going to love. I know that you have strong feelings about this one. Now that I have children, my life has true meaning. Does it? Fucking does it. Okay. Again, you're going to fucking die. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. 
Like, none of this matters. All right, have a good fucking time. Enjoy your life. You know, you're going to die. You're going to be fucking worm, worm food in a few. It could be minutes for all I fucking know. <laughs> Once you black out and throw that white Russian in their face. <laughs> yeah. I know you can't see this audience, but I'm saying this like throwing around my fucking cocktail. Like, yeah, life has no meaning. My life has no meaning. And it doesn't matter if you have 20 kids, one kid, no kids. Doesn't matter. All right. You shouldn't be having a kid to give your life meaning. All right. That's the most selfish fucking thing you could possibly do. That's bullshit. Be an adult. Get your shit together. Go fucking volunteer. All right. Let's fucking God. Okay. I didn't say this at the beginning, <laughs> but part of the inspiration for this segment was the fact that I feel like whenever you go home, you always come back like a little bit more New Jersey. <laughs> Like your shoulders are like a little bit more like they got a little edge to them. See, you're leaning into it. Your accent comes back a little bit more and you just like have a little bit more sass. You're totally right. Because even when I'm home, like all of a sudden I notice like my I'm like, I hear my own accent a little bit. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, when did I become, you know, like I'm in like Sopranos, you know, when did that happen? Yeah, it's like I suddenly have been like, taken to like uh watch what happens live with like the real housewives of new jersey ladies you've become like a new person i kind of like it yeah i do too i was like this is gonna be super appropriate for this episode yeah i like this let's get, keep it coming all right so the way that you should respond to that is i'm really happy that you found something that gives your life meaning everyone finds meaning in their own way and I appreciate you respecting my path to meaning, too. This next question I wrote particularly for myself. <laughs> the phrase is, you're going to become a crazy cat lady. Am I supposed to be offended? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. I'll have fucking cats. Yeah. And you know what? Cats are fucking cute. And you know what? Unlike fucking cats, even kittens grow into cute cats. Whereas kids, little babies, grow into fucking adults and they suck. You know, cats are good at every age. That's true. Wait, what's the right response? Oh, I just put proudly. You're going to be a crazy cat lady proudly. Yeah, okay. So you just basically like, fuck you too. Yeah, but like without saying fuck you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next one. You think you're tired. You don't even know what tired is. Yeah, thank God, okay? <laughs> All right, thank God. I like to sleep. And you know what I love is like every time I'm on like skincare TikTok or whatever, it's like it's like the best thing you can do for your body and your skin, like better than any Botox is like hydration and sleep. And I'm like, check, bitch, check. I am good to go. Good to go. What's the right uh, answer here, though? The right answer is it's not a competition. Everyone has their own challenges in life. And I choose to do what's right for me. Okay, we ready for the next one? I read it. Gotta get up for this one. Oh, she's lifting out of her chair. Ooh, she's cracking her spine. She's stretching out. She's getting ready. She has been training her whole life for this one. I feel like I'm Rocky. I mean, I already <laughs> said this like two questions ago or whatever. I was home with my friend who's also child freak. And this is something that her family says to her. And... The parents, the family, whatever, say, like, you know, it's selfish of you to not have kids, basically, right? 
And this one grinds my gears the absolute most because the reason I started to identify that I was an antinatalist was because somebody in my college, in our college, Erica, somebody from college put on Facebook in a fucking Mother's Day post, like, to all the selfless moms out there who do so much for their families and so much for their kids and, like, basically just going on this rampage (laughs) on the Facebook post about being selfish moms. And I'm like, you chose this. You chose to have a child with your husband, who she also met in college, your soulmate, who you were lucky enough to meet. You chose to have kids. And now all of a sudden, you're so selfless for taking care of the kids that you brought into this world. No. The most selfish thing you could do is have kids. And child-free people feel guilty about this. They feel like, oh, I'm being selfish by choosing not to have kids. No. Your parents were selfish for having you because they wanted someone to take care of them when they were old. They wanted to give their life meaning. They wanted to, you know, put their kids in cute fucking outfits and like whatever. Every fucking reason. Okay, sorry. I'm I'm getting really hyped up right now. I got to chill. But like... This is exactly what I wanted. Anyway. <laughs> and I love my friends who have kids. Like, caveat asterisks. Like, you know, and I love my parents and I love my, you know, friends. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But like, come on. Give me a break. Don't call me selfish because I'm not having kids. Period. Okay. So the way to respond to that. Wow. It really hurts my feelings that you think of me that way. I'm going to stop for a second and just say, I think that people, a polite thing to do is start calling out people who say rude things to you. Because I think a lot of the times, at least in my own experience, when people say this kind of shit to me, I just am like so taken aback that I just try to like people please. But I think that people need to start being like, that's really rude and hurtful for you to say. So to continue on, from my point of view, bringing a child that I couldn't adequately care for physically, emotionally, and mentally would be selfish. I can only do what's right for me, and I would advise you to be more considerate in how you spoke to me. I mean, I think it's great. I do think the anti-conflict in me, girl, is like cowering in the corner. And while like I acknowledge it's good to be vocal about how we feel, and like that's rude for somebody to say that to you. So like, I'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable about how you made me feel. Like it should be warranted to respond with this kind of response. But again, I do think it's also fair if you don't want to use your feelings and say, that was bitchy, that hurt my feelings. You could just say, literally name me one unselfish reason to bring a child into this world. I would love to have this conversation with a parent and see what they say. Well, I know what they'd say. I mean, I've read it all. You know, I've read it on the internet. And we could deep dive into this. Well, they say things like, I want to um, teach my kids like good values. I want them to like... But like you can volunteer and do that. But here's the thing. There's literally no answer that you can give that wouldn't justify like fostering kids. You could foster a kid who's already here and impart your wisdom and your knowledge and your family culture and history and anything else, you know. That doesn't have to be a brand new human you bring onto this earth. I'm just saying. I mean, I think that's the the core of what like frustrates me about when parents say this kind of thing to child-free people is like, you realize that you literally are creating consciousness for somebody who is inevitably going to suffer, without question, going to suffer. And somehow that makes me selfish for not wanting to do that? I know. Anyway. 
I mean, this goes back to the antinatalist episode. Plug for that if you haven't listened. Right. Okay. This next one is a real gem. I have heard this so many times prior to me getting married, but now people don't know what to say to me anymore. You'll change your mind when you meet the right man, or you better hurry up and give your husband a child before he finds someone who will. Oh, man. Okay. My first thing that comes to my mind is like, this is a real pressure, a society pressure that is put on us as women that like we have to compete with other women. And if we don't pass on our genes with, you know, our partners, then he'll find someone else who will. Like, it's like a threat. It's really fucked up. It is a threat. We're not good enough for somebody to love us because we're not giving our men their offspring. I mean, obviously, we're all animals, but that really, like, dehumanizes us into, like, just fucking machines. That's not my role. I'm not alive to provide for men a fucking baby. That's not why I'm here. Yeah, and it insinuates that you're, like, not complete unless you have a partner and a child. Amen. All right. So the way to respond to this is I'm not looking to find someone who wants to change me. This is my life and my journey and any life partner should be aligned. Yeah, I had a lot of people tell me like, oh, you'll change your mind when you meet the right man. And I was like, you really think that this is not the first thing I say on every first date that I don't want kids? You really think I'm not trying to find someone who doesn't want to have kids? (laughs) I am, like, so proud of you. A, like, for navigating dating, already knowing that that's how you want to live your life. Dating is hard enough, you know? Adding that other, like, filter onto it makes it, like, doubly as hard. And then, again, society's pressures to, like, have kids pushing that on you, that narrative that you're only worthy of, like, love if you procreate Oh, man, that's so tough and so challenging. So anyway, I just think it's awesome that you figured that out on your own and you stuck to your guns. And that's like a first date thing where you go like, this is important to me. This is how I want to live my life. And we need to be aligned. I just love that. Good job. Good job. Thank you, friend. Well, so nice of you. So true. All right. Next one. You might regret it. How would you respond to that? Yeah. And I might regret having kids if I have them. Yeah, exactly. That's basically what mine comes down to is, I guess only time will tell. All I know is I'm doing what feels right for me right now. If I do come to regret it, I'm luckily surrounded by people who will support me. That's what it boils down to. And again, fucking again, you can always adopt. You can always foster. There's so many avenues to become a parent. You can help raise someone, your friends, your family's kids. Like you can be a primary role in their life. Like fuck off, you know? I'm not going to just have a kid because I have concerns that I might regret it one day. Like, today I don't. So, fuck off. This one is so weird to me. I have not heard this one, but I'm curious to hear if you have. The phrase is, the size of that house and just the two of you, it's such a waste of space. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard someone say that? I've heard people allude who don't know I'm, like, not interested in having children, at least anytime soon, biologically especially. I've heard people comment on like, yeah, your house is too small for a family. We purposely picked a smaller house. Like, I don't want a big house. I don't need it. You know, whatever. But you have a three-bedroom house. Yeah, we have a three-bedroom house. But anyway, I've heard size of home, yeah, applying to my child-free status. And it's such a waste of space. I mean, again, I have pets. So for me, I'm just like, pets? Have you heard of them? They need space. (laughs) They run around. There's got to be room for us, you know. But for people who don't have pets, it might be different. 
Yeah, that's actually a good way to deflect it. Yeah, for mine, I just said, what a weird thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even really a response. It's just like, you're a fucking freak. But like, if someone said that to me, it's such a weird thing to say that like, I feel like it deserves a weird response of just saying like, okay. (laughs) I'd be like, wow, and your fucking SUV is fucking waste of fuel. Thanks for the climate change, asshole. I mean... That actually would be a better way to respond in terms of just being like, uh, what about your footprint, your carbon footprint? You know what's a waste of space? You, right now in my house. Get out. (laughs) Doesn't even make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, though. All right. We're down to our last three. You think you don't want children, but once you have them, you'll change your mind. I mean, once you have them, they're there. You have to change your mind. (laughs) Yeah, what happens if I change my mind after they're here and I wanted them and now I don't? Uh, goodbye to my life. I do think (laughs) you don't want children, but once you have them, you'll change your mind. If I have a good kid, maybe. Me and my partner talked about this last night. Like, I was like, sometimes I have pangs of, like, really wanting kids. Sometimes I do. And I really sometimes crave that family unit. But then I remember, I could have a fucking psychopath as a child. I could have some, and I read, you know, these stories on the internet all the time about kids who are assholes. I could have an asshole kid, and I don't sleep anymore, and my life revolves around them. My whole meaning in life is to, like, nurture this child who's an asshole, okay? And then what? I mean, if I have a perfect fucking child, yes, then I, you know, I can understand this. How many kids are perfect fucking children, though? Exactly. Like, that's it's playing the lottery, and a majority of kids, again, all kids turn into adults, and most adults are assholes. So simple math, no thanks. <laughs> Not to mention, you just sent me a TikTok the other day that was really good. This goes back to the whole, like, your genes thing. But you had sent me a TikTok about how, um, like, this guy was studying the brains of serial killers. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about this, too. Yeah. So essentially, sorry, I got to back up and just say, like, this guy was basically saying that there's, like, a common trait in people's, like, chromosome patterns that causes some men to be serial killers that is passed on through your X chromosomes. And so it goes via the mom. And they were saying, like, that men are more likely to become serial killers because, They have an XY, so their X always comes from their mom, whereas for women, you're less likely to be a serial killer because you inherit two X chromosomes, blah, 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 blah. Science, science, science. Which, good memory, by the way. I mean, I didn't retain any of that. I was just like, fucking men are serial killers and women aren't. (laughs) That was my takeaway. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what if I had a kid and then I have to worry it's a dude? And then I'm like, oh, my God, you're a dude. What if you become a serial killer? Like, no, thanks, man. No, thanks. And then what if you know that you were the one who passed on that trait to your child? I think about this a lot. Talking about passing on your genes. What if your gene was a serial killer? Well, what I tell you earlier, I said, you don't want to try on my genes, yo. Yeah, you don't. Again, there's a small percentage that you could have a kid like me who's perfect, an angel. But you could have a kid, not me, in my gene pool and have a bad kid. So I don't like to play that game. No thanks. The odds are not great. Play the Powerball instead. Win $2 billion. So yeah, your response to you think you don't want children, but once you have them, you'll change your mind. That seems like a very awful way to make decisions. Again, 
let's just kind of talk to sometimes the nice thing to say is the thing that like makes the other person uncomfortable because they are not worried about your feelings in that moment no you know what you think you don't want kids but once you have them you'll change your mind not if there's people like you on this earth you know Ooh! people like you no thanks no I would love to see that Thanksgiving dinner where someone said that to their relative. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's make this a call to our our audience. If someone says any of these things to you, please film you responding to them and put it on TikTok and tag us. I would eat those up so quick. <laughs> okay. Next one is, you don't know what real love is. And then you say, but I know what real hate is, and it's how I feel about you. It's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I do think about this a lot because that is another society thing that makes you feel like you're missing out on this like emotional capacity that you've never experienced before, right? And maybe that's true. Again, maybe that's true. But again, being the pessimist in the situation, playing the lottery here with the likelihood of, you know, good things that could happen in in kids and bad things that can happen in kids. You don't know what real love is. God forbid I have a kid and I lose them. The depth of that pain, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine, you know? And I know it's like better to have loved than lost and never have loved at all for like, you know, relationships. I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah. So I would have that fear. Again, going back to the anxiety conversation, once you become a parent, like, I think I would be just so fucking scared. Every time my kid did anything, I'd be, like, worried about their safety and, like, are they hurt? And, you know, are people treating them poorly? I don't know. I would just be an anxiety mess for the rest of my life. And, yes, I think when you're a parent or you become a parent, you kind of accept, like, you accept what could happen in the future. You accept, like, I'm going to love deeply and I might hurt deeply if something happens to my kid or they get sick. Oh, my God. Kids who get cancer. Oh, my God. What a horrible thing to experience. But anyway, just because I don't know what maybe the depth of having a kid is like, I know what it's like to, like, love my fucking pets and, like, my partner. And, like, I would do fuck. I would fucking do anything for my dog. I would fucking attack a bear for my dog like I would just die I would just like get in between my dog and the bear and just like be like it's over we're dead so I don't know how it gets much deeper than that I'm sure it does and I just will never understand it but that doesn't mean I want to like have kids to like experience this thing it's just not enough for me okay I'm actually really proud of the the response that I crafted are you ready for this oh great okay I'm ready yeah someone says you don't know what real love is here's how I want you to respond I'm saddened to hear you have such a small opinion of me. What you're describing is actually just hormonal activity in the brain, an evolutionary byproduct to ensure humans didn't forget about their children. I'm really fortunate to have friends and family in my life who support me, love me, and embrace my decisions. You're clutching your face. (laughs) Are you having an anxiety attack? Yeah, I am because I feel like, I mean, yes, this is like what Shonda Rhimes would write in her scripts. You know, where like Harry Washington <laughs> responds with, I'm saddened to hear that. Well, bitch. I mean, this is such a like a good like slap slap. Well, we're prepping people for these conversations. Yeah. This is like a bam, bam, pow. Yeah, exactly. Bam, bam, pow. I mean, I know I've talked about this on this podcast before, but it just drives me fucking crazy that people act like the feelings that they have towards their children is real love. It is love, but it's hormonal activity in your brain, period. That's what it is. 
We're all fucking animals. We're all just fucking animals who have, you know, a fear of dying. And yeah, we need to pass on our genes. It does not make your version of love more real just because you have more chemicals in your brain. We're no different than chipmunks. No, I love being a chipmunk. Last but not least, we talk about this one all the time. Aren't you worried there will be no one to look after you when you're old? There's no guarantee that having a kid will ensure that I have someone to look after me and advocate for me and take care of me when I'm old, period. And second of all, I hope I have enough money to pay people to look after me. And if I die at that point, what's the point? You know, why do I want to live till I'm um, 100? I'm good. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I saw a TikTok interview today with a woman who was 104. I do not want to live that old. No. What'd she say? Anything interesting? Oh, no, they were just interviewing her because she drinks three Dr. Peppers a day. <laughs> <laughs> and she said she said she's had two doctors tell her that um, she needs to stop drinking so much Dr. Pepper and they're both dead already. And she's outlived them. <laughs> That's fucking funny. That's great. I think I've told you my dad's. I don't fucking know. Somebody in my dad's line. His aunt was child free and she has said that her only regret in life was not drinking alcohol. <laughs> and my dad was like, well, she didn't regret not having kids. She just regretted not drinking. <laughs> so I would have a huge regret of that if I never drank. I, well, yeah, I mean, she did. She did. She was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't have kids and you didn't drink. What was she doing with her time? Maybe she was doing crack. I don't know. Maybe she was doing something harder. <laughs> she was just doing heroin for years. But she lived really long. She lived like a really long life. Oh, Kristen, that is one thing that I worry about. I do worry that we're going to live really long because we didn't have kids. Bitch, you and I message each other every day about like, oh, my back hurts. My back. I can't get up. <laughs> Come on. My back is feeling so much better. After going to a physical therapist, that maybe that should have been my dink myself. Wait, what's that sound that I hear? It's recess. Meet us on the celebrity playground. In this new segment, we unpack what's happening in pop culture and give our hot takes on the mostly poor decisions that celebs make. And this one is got me fucked up. Kristen, have you been keeping up with the Kardashians? Yeah, I'm enough kept up with the Kardashians fucking Tristan Thompson, who gave his daughter, True, a diamond necklace worth roughly $25,000 for her fourth birthday. <laughs> this just pisses me off so much, not because of the value of the necklace, because, like, it's stupid to give a four-year-old something like that. She can't even appreciate it. She can keep it for the rest of her life, which, fine, that's a special trinket. But you know what, Tristan? Don't you think that she would have rather have had her father in her home? Before we get into our hot takes, I just feel like, in case there are people listening who are not caught up with the Kardashians, I just want to remind people of the timeline of Tristan's childbearing years. Tristan's first kid, Prince Oliver, was born in December 2016 with ex-girlfriend Jordan Craig. They were first romantically linked in 2014, and when they split up, she announced her pregnancy in October 2016, which was just one month before he was spotted with Chloe 
on a Labor Day weekend getaway. So, yes, you are tracking this correctly. He got a woman pregnant, then essentially cheated on her with Chloe. Tristan cheats on fucking everyone he's ever been with. Everybody he's ever been with. And he knocks people up and he's a piece of shit and he's a liar and we don't trust his fucking ass and he is a dick. He cheats on people when they are pregnant. That's like specifically what he has done in every fucking relationship he's had. He's gotten a woman pregnant and then he's gone and he's cheated on somebody. And then he's had a baby with that person. So you know what? Tristan, stop fucking giving your kids expensive gifts and just stop ruining families. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, you know, how much money he's really making and how much of that money is really just coming out of like fucking Chloe's wallet, you know, like how much of that is really just like Kardashian alimony or whatever. He is an NBA star. He knows he's got like a fucking security blanket with the Kardashians now in the family. Like, yeah, for sure. He can throw around 25 grand. But you know what? I fucking hate celebrities in general with these fucking lavish gifts like are we like over this now like why are people still spending money on shit like this especially for like a fucking four-year-old's birthday a four-year-old like don't you just like look at the around the world and go like huh there's suffering everywhere like i feel guilty when i spend money when i think myself i feel like a piece of shit if i spent twenty five thousand dollars on a kid's bracelet like i would could not live with myself i would throw myself off a cliff it's fucked up so fucking bad. Uh, I just feel like he's doing this because he feels guilty deep down inside. And he doesn't know how to express his feelings. But you know what? Just get your fucking life together, Tristan. End of story. Yeah. Amen. I've say I've amened three times, I think, in this episode. I don't know what's going on. The last thing that I want to say real quick is you probably don't even know these people, but Brittany and Patrick Mahomes, I think is how you pronounce the name. He's a football player and she's like an Instagram influencer. When I was reading about the Tristan Thompson story, it came up that she like did this like sneaky, peaky, sexy maternity photo shoot is how people worded it. Yeah, I saw the headline. Okay. Oh, I want to know how you feel about maternity photo shoots. Uh, In general, I'm not into like the boudoirs. Boudoir. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like in general, like not a big fan. We're both on the same page here. Like a woman's pregnant belly doesn't make me go like, Oh, so beautiful, lovely, something to remember. Like, that's just not in my DNA. I don't know. I don't have that chemical firing in my brain. Something's not there. So I just think it's weird. I mean, I have a hard time with this because I don't want to bash somebody embracing their own sexuality. That's great for you. But there's something just weird about sexualizing your pregnancy. Yeah, good point. Mm hmm. It's just freaky to me. Like, your kid is in there. Why are you making that sexy? I feel like people are going to be mad at me for that. I know. I love that. Whatever. Like, if you want to do that in privately, do that privately, great. But, like, I guess I think of, like, social media now as, like, a place for, like, you to, like, take a naked fucking photo of yourself and post it so that you can get likes. Or, like, yeah, to your point, sexualizing, sort of sexualizing your, like, pregnancy. And not always. Like, some of them are very tasteful and very nice and, like, whatever. But when I think of a fucking TikTok influencer, I think of, like, a mix between the boudoir and the pregnancy maternity photo shoot. And I'm just like, that's like, come on, don't do that. Ew, don't do that for likes. Like it's clout and I just don't like it. Thank you so much for joining my church. 
<laughs> it's the church of the uh, celebrity playground. <laughs> this is the cult that we're going to start. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up now. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Tune in next week when we're going to talk about our favorite topic of all time, capitalism. And maybe you're wondering, how do capitalism and being child-free combine? Well, just trust us. They do. They very much do. They are intertwined. They are one. Many thanks to Chloe Steinhoff-Smith at Nocturne Collective for our podcast art and Leah Keen for creating our show's theme music. Want to connect with us on social media? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at DinkyPod. Who's to say if we've updated either of those at the time of following? But you should follow us anyway, because uh, we need the followers. Don't ask us why. (laughs) If you have a question or comment, email us at DinkyPod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And if you're a fan of the show, you know, subscribe leave a review, share the podcast with friends. That's what matters most. It's the holidays. Give your friends the gift of Dinky. Don't be a Grinch. Don't be a Grinch. Be a be a wench and give your friends the gift of Dinky. Yes, I love it. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Dink life.